0: Hello everyone and welcome to Sticky Sports Side.
1: This sports-based podcast dives into huge matchups, betting, and everything that you know and love on a weekly basis.
0: One half of the duo, Phil, is a statistics betting sharp who loves overs and underdogs.
1: The second half of the duo is Noah, a man of much sarcasm and little to no self-control.
0: Welcome and let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Sticky Sports Side, guys. Um, Noah here with my co-host, Phil. Going to get into a lot of NFL and college football today. Audio should sound a little bit better next week. I think we figured some things out. Today will be the last one with maybe a little bit of scratchiness, but hopefully the audio quality has improved a little bit. Uh, Phil, what do you got to say to the people? Uh, I'm just excited
1: uh, to review last week a little bit, but this week's matchups in college football going to be insane. It is one of those Saturdays you cancel all your plans to watch football. I also think, um, also just want to remind everybody of our social medias Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all sticky sports side. Uh, just look those up, interact with us. Twitter has pics, Instagram has updates, TikTok has funny videos. All right, Noah, let's review last week.
0: All right, so we have six ranked matchups coming up this week, obviously, but we're going to stick and recap this past week. Just some headlines going through. Alabama ended up surviving against Texas A&M on a really bad play call from Jimbo Fisher on that, uh, on that last play of the game. DCU outmuscled Kansas, and really it was outmuscling. They scored a touchdown to win by seven late in that game, 38-31. Tennessee absolutely destroyed LSU from the point of kickoff till the end of the game. And UCLA remained unbeaten against a very solid Utah squad. And what does this all mean
1: for the rankings? Well, we have a couple big jumps. Tennessee jumped a couple people in the top ten. They are now sixth. Alabama moves down to number three behind Georgia and and Ohio State. And James Madison enters the top 25 for the first time in program history. Also, first football season in FBS. So very, very impressive on their part. Noah, anything else to add to that top 25?
0: I'm pissed for James Madison a little bit because they are not both eligible this season, which is kind of stupid in my opinion. But rules be rules. I wish they had the opportunity to because all they got to do is win one more game. Texas is back inside the top 25 after a brief stint outside. They picked up a huge win. I think it. they said it was the largest win in the Red River rivalry um, for an away team. And then Illinois jumped in, which was kind of a surprise to me. Um, but the Big Ten West is a little bit weaker, and they really haven't played anyone too competent. So, good on Illinois. Uh, lost their starting quarterback possibly for a couple of games. Uh, I don't think they win with him out, but good on them. I think, I
1: think- Purdue. I think Purdue's going to win the West because they already beat Minnesota, who I think is who I thought was the best team in the West. So I mean, God knows at this point, but I think Purdue might win the West.
0: Yeah, Minnesota kind of got highlighted by uh, – uh, well, they were killing teams early on in the season. And they got a, a – people were saying a big win over Michigan State. Michigan State got blown up by Washington. Everyone thought Washington was good, and now they've lost two straight. Go to UCLA, who's a good, good solid team. And then who did they lose to this past week? Oh, Arizona State. Just embarrassing loss from Washington. They're not real. Michael Penis. I love you. You have your name back for good.
1: But I will also say Minnesota was without their leading rusher who is back-to-back a 1,000-yard season. So take that loss with a grain of salt as well because Minnesota is, in fact, a good team. They run the ball effectively when they're healthy, and they do have a good defense. So they're not a bad team by any means, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they really rely on that run game behind Muhammad Ibrahim, but he is kind of their X factor. If they don't have him for games, they kind of struggle to move the ball offensively at times. Uh, Tanner Morgan does have some leadership, though. So, Phil, you all ready to jump into some matchups this weekend?
1: Yes. Let's go ahead and go over SEC and the big one everybody's talking about: Alabama, Tennessee. I already know because me and Noah have talked before this podcast that we're not going to agree on this. I love Tennessee in this spot to cover at plus seven and a half at home again in Neyland for the first time in a long time, and um, that they've been a top ten team and having a top five or top ten matchup. I love that offense with Josh Heupel. He schemes people open. He has the quarterback to run that offense in hooker, can throw and run effectively. They have good skill position players. On top of that, I don't think Alabama's defense is as good as they've been in the past, and I think Bryce Young is not going to be 100%. Tennessee plus 7.5, I've already put it in. So, Noah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I have a little bit of a bet coming up here towards the end of um, my take on this game. I, I'm not against what Phil's saying, but I, I I think Tennessee covers the spread no matter if Bryce Young plays or doesn't. I think they have a good chance of winning if Bryce Young is out, obviously. Um, you know, back like Heisman last season, great quarterback. He's probably top five still in college football. His health, I think even at 50%, he beats Tennessee no matter what. Uh, Tennessee's defense has been very weak at times. Alabama, I'm not saying they have a stellar defense where every player is going to go to the NFL like they have in past years. They have a very good pass rush. & Hooker hasn't seen a defense of this quality at this season. Uh, and even at that, like Alabama does have an average, to slightly above average defense um, statistically this season. But & Hooker hasn't faced anyone I don't believe, defense-wise, inside the top 50, correct?
1: Uh, not true. LSU is.
0: LSU's inside the top 50?
1: They're inside the top 30, buddy.
0: What mm. mm. about LSU? I I can speak to LSU. They really haven't played anyone either, which is probably why those numbers are inflated. They just played Tennessee.
1: Was... What? Dude, what? Your whole argument caves on itself. <laughs> like, nah, I Here's the thing. No, no, don't... don't. State, records, state facts, but do not say dumb shit. State facts, but do not say dumb shit. It is dumb shit sorry, to say. I thought,
0: sorry, I can't state facts right now, but I said I believe. Also, LSU won't have a top 30 defense by the end of the season. I know we're talking now. LSU's played two SEC games. Okay. They're also never should have been ranked. It won't be ranked the rest of the season. I didn't say they should be I ranked. And I doubt they win four SEC games this All
1: season. All I They're said out. was LSU's defense is not bad. That is all I've said.
0: Yes. Their offense is I, very I, bad. I am saying their defense is bad, and I they will show themselves and how bad they are over the course of the season. I guess that is kind of besides the point, I'm trying to make an argument for Alabama that wasn't true. Alabama is a better defense than LSU.
1: I think barely and I don't think they're that good. I think it's barely. I think
0: the LSU Alabama's I think, weakness is in their corners, which obviously Tennessee can expose. Tennessee will be without their top wideout again.
1: No, Tillman hasn't been declared for this game actually. So let's not say that. Who did? Tillman. It's not declared yet. It is
0: still being decided. He, you were saying idea, that. So it is still being decided once again. It is.
1: He, he is almost came back, back last play. week. No.
0: Yes, he is. Okay. Every article that I've read said that it's unlikely. He's How many articles they have you announced read? Announced it yet? What do
1: you mean? How many articles have you read? I'm asking. because I, three. I read
0: articles. I didn't S even know you could Strong. read
1: before today, so this is interesting.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, no, I'm serious. There's a
0: good chance, there's a good play, chance he does not play. Mm, okay. There's also a chance that Bryce Young does not play. I, I So think, there's a lot running. Well, and I think the other run thing running
1: that running we disagree with season. is the fact that I agree that Alabama's defense is better than Tennessee's. I'm not trying to make that argument. I also think that Bryce Young at 50% doesn't win this game. I think they need Bryce Young at at least 80 to 90%. Because guess what? Okay. If he's not throwing the ball as effectively as he normally does, Tennessee's secondary is where they are weak. And if he can't throw the ball down the field, it is a problem. Okay? That, that is where I'm at with that. And a shoulder injury leads to that being a problem. Does it not?
0: Okay. Yeah. And
1: well- okay. Thank you.
0: Anyways, so, the Gibbs guy, guy is good on the ground, but our bet, we're just, we're, we're going not low state. Well, okay. Cut- well, no I'm
1: not state. saying Tennessee is going to hold them scoreless. I just think Tennessee is going to be able to score. That is, that well, is I where I
0: have a measly $20 on money line. I am choosing Alabama. He is choosing Tennessee. I kind of hope for his sake that he wins because I, yes, will admit I am an Alabama hater, But for some reason, I'm just not sold on this Tennessee team yet this season.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not really sold on Alabama either. They haven't beat anybody. So, Um, at least not anybody healthy. All right. So, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I also think, like, I mean, if Noah wins, like, kind of whatever, because I went out on a limb for a a seven-and-a-half-point dog and chose a money line, so... I think I think more is on the line for Noah than it is for me at this point. I'm not embarrassed that Tennessee loses because yeah, just kind I'm of picking
0: right. I'm picking a favorite, a heavy favorite right now. So. Yeah,
1: so that, that's all right. I'm kind of with it. I mean, it will add more to the game, and I and I honestly and he might be right a little bit too. I hate Alabama, so I really just want Tennessee to do the thing, you know. So we are
0: not biased,
1: by the way, whatsoever. We never agreed to not be biased on this podcast, so f that. Um, Mississippi State-Kentucky. Uh, I think this is, you know, a top 25 matchup, but I don't think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think Mississippi State beats Kentucky. Kentucky is a pretender to me. They're also not healthy at quarterback, right, Noah?
0: Yeah, so Will Levis will not be playing for this game this weekend. He missed his last game against South Carolina, who I'm going to say is not a bad team, and I don't think – er sorry, they're not a good team. My bad. But they're not, so like, they're awful. Of what I wanted.
1: Yeah, but they're not awful. I, I would say they're average, and Kentucky lost by they're 10. Mid,
0: they're, they're still lower-table SEC team. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. They're probably going to win three to four games in the SEC. But this Kentucky team lost without a competent quarterback, which yeah. they don't have if Will Levis does not play. Yep. Will Levis is not playing. Agreed. Therefore, by transitive property, two teams are going in opposite directions. Mississippi State's going up the ladder. Kentucky's going down. Somehow Kentucky's still fucking ranked. I don't understand it. Mississippi State will cover this spread. I would not be shocked if this was a 21-point blowout.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I can't disagree with anything there. I think Mississippi State wins and covers. Maybe not 21 points, but it could be. I mean, I just don't see how Kentucky wins without a quarterback. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see that happening. All right, let's go on to the Big Ten and the big noon kickoff, which I hate, but whatever. Penn State at Michigan, I think Penn State uh, can run the ball this year. I think their defense is opportunistic and fast. I think if Penn State holds up against the run game, they easily cover this seven-point spread and then maybe wins. Um, I'm not convinced on J.J. McCarthy. He has the talent. He's just not consistent. I I mean, I just really like – seven. I love Penn State at seven points here. I'm not sure if they're going to win. I really hope they do. Um, Maybe, you know, they've had a couple vanilla, you know, game plans the last couple weeks and they're waiting to pull out all the stops against Michigan. I don't know. We'll see. I think whoever comes out of this game is a contender, okay? And I'm going to make that very clear. So, Noah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I agree with everything that you said there. I do think Penn State covers seven. The reasoning for that, Michigan. Again, really, outside of the first few games against garbage teams, their big play potential is kind of limited. McCarthy isn't fantastic at throwing the ball down the field. They run a lot of crossing patterns and play conservative. Blake Korb is really good on the ground. That offensive line is dominant. Penn State, I think, can match up defensively with them very well. They can eliminate most of the pass game. Uh, The issue there is going to be stopping the run between the tackles. I do think they have guys such as P.J. Mustafer that can stop the run, and that's going to be the key to this game for Penn State. Michigan really has not looked impressive this season, like I said, outside of those trash-ass teams that are probably bottom 10 in all of college football. Uh, They struggled against Maryland early. Iowa, they were only up 13-0 on half, and Iowa has, uh, yes, they gave up zero points. Iowa doesn't have an offense. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. And then they were tied with Indiana at half. Um, Michigan, they're a very good team. Don't get me wrong. I think Penn State's a very good team this season as well. Penn State needs to get off to a good, solid start. Michigan has not looked good coming out of the gate. Penn State can get up and get an early lead. I think that defense can hold because Michigan is not good playing from behind. When they feel comfortable and in control, they play very, very well. They play disciplined, good defense. They don't have to force the ball downfield. But I don't trust McCarthy in situations where he has to force the football. That's why I think if Penn State takes an early lead in this game, they can kind of add on to that and cause McCarthy to make mistakes. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I would also. That's their, key. Yeah.
0: That's their key to the game. I think Michigan wins, but I do think Penn State covers. I really hope Penn State wins, though.
1: I, I will say that uh, I think if we do, like, I don't, I don't even think we have to stop the running game. I think if we slow it down and it's just not as successful as it's been all season, Michigan's going to have a lot of problems. Uh,
0: and I, and we, I mean that. We have to get off to a hot start, though.
1: I mean, I, I, I think this is just going to be a big game. I don't think, it, I don't think either team's going to be blow the other out of the water to start, and I, I think it's going to be close at the end. I, I don't think we need to get off to a hot start. Michigan's not the type of offense that just blows you out unless you can't stop the run and all. So, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, if Penn State, I think the key here is they win the turnover battle. If they do that, um, I think they win. You know, I think if they lose the turnover battle, they can still cover seven. I think this is a matchup of very even teams, even though they're very different in their own rights. Okay.
0: Agreed.
1: Uh, let's see. Who do we have next?
0: The one matchup I'm very intrigued about is Oklahoma State and TCU. TCU, obviously, coming off a big win at Kansas. Kansas did have their backup in. He kind of went off against that TCU defense. Oklahoma State also does not have a defense. Number one, I'm, I'm going to check it out right now. I'm not entirely sure on what the over-under is. Oklahoma State's been playing with their food the last few weeks against some lesser Big 12 teams. Uh, I don't know. I like Oklahoma State in this game. I'm not going to lie. I think they have an offense that is better than TCU's. Neither team has a good defense. I just think Oklahoma State is going to outscore them in this game.
1: Um, I so, think Oklahoma State might be um, – so they're the best ranked team in the Big 12. But I think Texas is going to end up being the best team at the end of the year. And I mean like playing the best. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's a more all-around team than TCU. TCU's defense isn't as good as Oklahoma State's. Neither have like a great defense. And I would say Oklahoma State's offense is a little bit better. So, yeah, I mean I agree. I Honestly, I love Oklahoma State money line here.
0: I really did. I'm probably going to be riding with that too, but I think to be safe, I'll, I'll take three and a half as well. Like I said, TCU, very good team. I think they're going to finish in the top three or four in the Big Twelve. I'm not discounting them whatsoever and what they've been able to do to this point. Oklahoma State, I think, offense is just too um, high powered. They're slightly, and I will, actually, they're a little bit better than Kansas. I'm not going to say like way greater than Kansas, but they do have the ability to get some stops down the stretch they are undefeated as well to start the season they but this game the over under is only set at uh, i believe i just saw currently 68 and a half on draftkings i'm taking that over i see oklahoma state dropping over 40 and i see tcu dropping over 30 so yeah that's, uh, i mean 40 i i might I'm, greater than 68
1: and a half. i might not take the over because all it takes is a sloppy game to hit that kind of under i mean 68 points is a lot Um, But I'm not going to argue with that. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad take. I'm just not doing it personally. Um, I want to get into NC State-Syracuse next just because this matchup intrigues me as well. NC State has the one loss between the two teams. They've played the harder schedule, definitely. Their one loss is to Clemson in a close game. Syracuse hasn't really played anybody. It was 5-0. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I mean, I love NC State in this spot. I really do. I think they're the better team. Definitely have the better defense. Offense is definitely better than Syracuse's. I don't know. I just don't see how NC State loses this game other than it is Syracuse at home. But, I mean, whatever. It's Syracuse at home. They're not even a real, like, football program. So, whatever.
0: So, I'm going to – and you might – I might honestly change your mind on this. Um, Devin Leary's out. And in the game last week against – Florida State where they won uh was it fuck, I need to remember the score. I think what it was 19 to 17 or something did, like that. Did, did, wait, hold um, on,
1: hold on. Was he out last game too?
0: Yes, he was out he was out for Okay, the well, half I think I game. think Florida State's they better than their Syracuse. They're back up through one pass for negative 5 yards in okay. the entire second half.
1: Okay, yeah, but I mean, I think NC State's better than or I think Florida State's better than Syracuse.
0: NC State has the best unit on the field with their defense. I will totally agree that They're, they're going to keep him in the I, game, I right? I mean, I think they will. It, will. it will keep them in the game for about half, and then they're going to start getting tired because Syracuse, although they don't have a phenomenal defense, they're going to be able to get NC State off the field pretty quickly since they are inept at throwing the football right now. Um, I don't know. I just like, I
1: like NC State plus three and a half. I think everybody's going to be thinking what you're thinking. And I think you give them a week to prepare this backup quarterback, they will come out with something offensively. I don't think they're going to be ground beaters or anything like that. But you're you're kind of like – you're expecting a guy to come in in the second half and perform when he hasn't been taking first-team reps. This offense and offensive coordinator is smart enough to figure something out with a week of game time to prepare. I'm not saying they're going to, like, ground beat Syracuse. I am saying – they're gonna put up enough points to be competitive, especially with that defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, and I will say the over/under in this game is set for forty-two, so they're mopping it up to be a pretty sloppy game from both sides. Um, well, I think. I mean, I, I, I think with it, it under it. in yeah. this game. I'm not. I'm probably not gonna take it because unders are boring to bet.
1: No, I mean, I would <laughs> consider it. I'd consider it for sure. I mean, I really this will would. be
0: a very sloppy game. Yes, NC State will hold Syracuse, I believe, to under twenty-four points. But, um, if Syracuse can stop the run, they're going to win the football game. It, it just comes down to that. And I know it's, it's simple and everything like that. But it doesn't have to be, like, if they give up one long touchdown run, so be it. But if they're giving up chunk plays of six or seven every single run, they will lose the football game. Um, NC State's got to come out and throw. I think Syracuse is going to stack the box against this. And I will say, inept quarterback, he is pretty fucking bad. Um... I watched some highlights at the end of that game. Florida State lost that game. NC State didn't win it by any means. Uh, their deep, sorry, their defense won the game. Their offense didn't. I'll, I'll put it that way. I like Syracuse. I think the NC State team gets tired by half. Um, Syracuse, I think, is going to end up winning this game by about seven to ten. So I like their spread as well.
1: Okay. Well, I'm at that point. I didn't know Devin Leary was out. I might stay away. I'm not. Like, I'm really not confident in anything Syracuse has to provide. Um, all I'm saying is if they played a healthy NC State, they wouldn't win. Um, no. And then I want to go into USC-Utah, primetime matchup. Utah's already got two losses. With their what they started at this season, their aspirations are already kind of down the toilet. USC's are not. However, it is in Utah. They are three-and-a-half point spread spread, but I love USC plus three and a half here. Maybe not Moneyline, plus three and a half. I think they're going to keep it close, and I think it's going to be a close game.
0: Yeah, I would... I think Utah wins the football game. I'm not going to comment on that spread, because I'm probably not going to bet it. I don't have faith in USC whatsoever. Their offenses look pretty bad so far this season. Their defense has been the thing holding them in games, but they've had too many close games against way inferior opponents in the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, Utah plays significantly better at home. They do have a solid offense. They were keeping pace with UCLA, and I will say UCLA is better than Utah. I'll put it that way. Um, UCLA's got a really good offense, but... I like Utah Moneyline in this game. I don't think USC pulls it out. I don't think they have
1: the firepower to say. And alone. and, and line is going to get you minus 140 to minus 140. Yeah, so, so I'm so probably not
0: betting. That yeah, no, that's score. why I'm <inaudible> taking USC
1: plus three and a half. I think uh, Utah wins by – if they win, I think it's by a field goal. And then you cover. So there you go. Yeah. That's how that goes. Um, any other big matchups? I don't think so. I think we've covered all the top 25 we want to get into, right?
0: Yeah. Um, We can
1: probably hop in NFL now, to be honest. Uh, No, real quick. I want to do a team of destiny because it is in college football. All right, guys. My team of destiny this week, it's going to be Texas because Texas is getting healthy. I understand they're playing a bad Iowa State team. Texas is getting healthy, and I think they do have the best all-around team in the Big 12, including Oklahoma State. Give me Texas minus 16.5 against Iowa State this week in Texas. I love that matchup. I think Quentin Edwards is back. I think that offense is going to be humming. Iowa State does have a good defense, but I don't think they have a good offense. I think Texas wins somewhere around like 31 to maybe 7 to 10 points. So I love Texas here. Texas is my team of destiny. Get excited, Longhorns fans! You got a good team on your hands. Wait, did that run? Funny
0: enough, I uh, I really like that spread as well. That's one of my locks for the weekend. Um, Texas is humming right now, and uh, Iowa State just doesn't have a fucking. So you agree? With, you agree so. with my team of destiny? Yeah. No, I t- I love that spread too. Um, that's one I'm gonna be hammering this weekend. I really like Texas. All right. Well, let's get into the NFL. Let's do a little bit of review. Um,
1: Giants, what are they? Four and one with a huge upset now. Yes. Are they for real? Four and one. Are they? For, I think they're for no. real. No, they're for real. No. no, they're for real. And by for real, I mean I, they're going to make good, the playoffs. Good. That's all I'm saying. They're going to make the playoffs.
0: i I'm not getting behind that.
1: I am, dude. They look good. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Like, they, they're playing a type of football. They don't need Daniel Jones to be ridiculously good to win. They need him to be average, and that's what he's doing.
0: So I think they beat several bad teams and got a, and I will say, a good comeback victory against the Packers. I also think the Packers aren't going to win their division because they're not.
1: But Packers. I do think the Packers are a playoff team, so I think that's a good win.
0: Oh, I'm – Ah, uh, fuck. With the expansion to seven teams, I do think the Packers have a chance. Yeah, I don't exactly. think they deserve to be a playoff team because they're just not good, and I think they lose to anyone else. But, yeah, there's just not enough other good teams in the NFC right now for me to uh, for me to say that they're
1: out of the playoff race. Eagles remain unbeaten. Eagles, I mean, it was a close game, but you can't deny what their, like, results so far this season. They're 5-0. and I mean, they're for real. I mean, you can say that. They didn't bring their best stuff Sunday, and they still won. And that's a hallmark of great teams, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no arguments there. What else you got? Uh, so, Ravens and Chiefs got two tough divisional wins. Uh, both games kind of came down to the buzzer. Tucker, as always, automatic to win that game. Um, kind of no surprises they I actually put money on the Ravens to win once they went down by two points. I knew Tucker was going to hit it. Um, and then the Chiefs won a tough one Monday night against the Raiders. Josh McDaniels decided to go for two instead of just kicking the extra point when they were clearly getting outplayed that entire second half. Uh, yeah, just kind of bad decision there. And then to make matters worse, Devontae Adams caught a charge. So
1: Yeah, and I think um, on top of that, Tomlin with the Steelers is going to finish below five hundred for the first time. And I don't think there's any doubts about that. They might win a few more games because they need to, but um, I don't think Matt Canada is the answer as offensive coordinator. I think Kenny Pickett could be a good quarterback in the NFL. He's shown to be accurate with the football. I think that offense just doesn't do him any favors. Um, And then I want to talk about roughing the passer a little bit. I think this might have gotten a little bit out of hand. This is fucking ridiculous, dude. Calling. The
0: tour thing should have affected the concussion rules, not how the fuck they call roughing the passer. Well, I don't think it's affected um, how
1: they call roughing the passer. I think this is how they've been calling it. It's been bad for a year.
0: It has. It's been bad, but I feel like this... And they already said they're not going to change any rules this season, which I think is terrible to be in with. Roughing you can't passer, tell me that, like... It, it brought up the whole. Um, Uh, what what the fuck is it the uh, pass interference rule that they came up with after that bad PI a few years back with uh, (laughs) Roby Coleman sorry on the Saints they made a rule where you could review pass interference Um, that failed miserably because I do think that is more of a judgment call than roughing the passer. Mm. The one that, like, the Tom Brady one pissed me off the most because he didn't slam him to the ground. He literally just tackled him and Brady just, Brady tried tripping him as he stood up and that literally handed the game to the Buccaneers. Mm. Um, they, they were up, don't get me wrong. They probably would have held because Atlanta doesn't have that great of an offense, but that still was a game-changing play. Mm-hmm. And then to make matters worse on Monday night football, Chris Jones gets a strip sack And lands on top of him after he strips and recovers the football and they call a roughing the passer. I get he landed on him with his body weight. If Carr would have had the football, I would have understood that call. But he didn't have the goddamn football. He fucking fumbled it. So that's not a roughing the passer. You can't rough the passer when he's literally a player on the field. Technically, Carr made that tackle.
1: Well, all I'm going to say is even if – And I know you're arguing that whole thing, and I'm not trying to, like, step on toes, but I don't think it should have been. Even if Carr held on to the football, the defensive player braced his left hand on the ground so he didn't fall entirely on Derek Carr. Yeah. So I hate the call in general, even if he held on to the ball. Like, the game's getting soft. They're going to – and I know this is an exaggeration, but it's kind of not. They're going towards the pro ball rules. They might as well just play fucking two-way in touch with the quarterbacks now. Honestly. Like, I'm over it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and then Kenny Pickett gets slid to the knees late in that game and doesn't get a fucking call. I know they were down 38-3, to but, like, that was a dirty play. That was more roughing the passer than half the ones I saw across the NFL this week.
1: Yeah, but that's not roughing the passer because he uh, is now a runner. That would be unnecessary roughness, but he yeah. is a runner. Um, I do want to get into, uh, start talking a couple more topics and then the couple matchups we have. Yeah. I don't know why the Broncos are primetime again. I, I don't get it because they played the worst football to watch on TV and I'm tired of seeing them as a primetime game. It's a If annoying. you
0: consider Thursday night primetime, which I have <laughs> funny off Amazon Prime, so we're calling it primetime as well, yeah. this is going to be their fourth game in six fucking weeks. They're on bad. Prime time. They're I'm bad. I'm sick of it. I know they're doing it because it's Russell Wilson. He's bad. He's fucking awful now.
1: He's washed.
0: Stop playing him on primetime.
1: Broncos Nation, let's
0: ride. What? Dude, let Russ cook, baby.
1: Yeah, and it's fucking like ramen half-cooked. Imagine that.
0: Yep. yep. Uh, get them off primetime. Please never put them on a the television set again. They are atrocious, and I really hope they lose out the rest of this season because they're terrible.
1: Yes, agreed. Um, Do we think the Bills and the Chiefs are pretty much certain AFC championship game, like, matchup again, rematch? I think it is. I think think they're the two best teams in the AFC, if I'm going to be for real.
0: As of this point through the season, the only teams that I really think could challenge are the Chargers and the Ravens. But But I think it's those those two two teams. teams. I also
1: think those two teams are just the best in the NFL. The NFC right now is not great.
0: Um, I, I will say... Outside of the Eagles, I would argue that...
1: Yeah, but I, I, but I even think the Eagles. Eagles are a small tier behind these two. I really do.
0: Yes, of course. So,
1: um, But I do think the Eagles are good, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying these are the top two teams in the NFL. If you had to pick two teams, like if your life depended on it, you get to the playoffs, right? You get to pick two teams, right, that would win a Super Bowl or you die, I'm going with the Bills or the Chiefs. Because I think whoever comes out of the AFC wins that Super Bowl. Agreed. Um, All right. Cowboys at Eagles. I think this is a really, like, interesting matchup because the Cowboys have kind of had a renaissance since Dak went down. They're winning football games with Cooper,
0: right? Yeah, they're not relying on their offense and passing the ball as heavily. They're actually using some of their talent on defense. Wow, crazy fucking concept. Also relying Um, on their
1: talent at running back. I mean, they have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. A lot of teams would freaking kill to have one of those guys, and they have two of them.
0: Exactly. Um, Dallas has played the brand that they need to to win football games with Dak out. They're not really pressing the ball down the field. Cooper Rush is taking what he can get. That offensive line is blocking well, and the defensive line is getting pressure on every quarterback, and that's their key to victory right now, Um, Playing solid defense and blocking. So are we going Cowboys plus six? I'm all on Cowboys plus six, although I do think the Eagles are the better team. They have a very solid defense as well. Uh, I like Cowboys plus six, but Eagles money line, I'm trying, kind of hedging myself there. But I do think the Eagles win. Uh, I just don't think they win.
1: You're not, you're not hedging yourself because Eagles money line is going to be like minus 200. That's yeah, I mean, okay. that will win I you like money. I like Cowboys plus
0: six, but I think the yeah. Eagles win.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that's not going to win you any money. Um, Ravens minus five at the Giants. I actually, and I know you're going to because you think the Giants are pretenders, but I don't think the Ravens, we can trust them to cover a spread. They haven't. They've been blowing leads left and right, including against the Bengals. And don't get me wrong, I love that because I had Bengals plus three and then again plus 13.5. By the way, live betting is amazing. Um, But I love Giants plus five here. I don't trust the Ravens to cover anything. They don't do it. They build a big lead and then either lose it entirely or win barely. So, I don't know. I like Giants this plus game, five.
0: This game being in the Meadowlands kind of change. It changes my opinion on things. Um, I think the Ravens will be up by ten points at some point in this game. I don't think it gets any worse than that. The Giants defense has been playing well. Play. I'm going to take the Giants plus five here. Same thing as I said on that last pick. I do think the Ravens are the better football team, and they will win. But I see the Giants backdoor covering late in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I, Yeah, I like Giants plus five. I'm sticking with that. And, Noah, without any more, because honestly the matchups this week aren't that great. There's a lot of NFL matchups, and obviously we'll review them next week. I want to know your bad take of the week because I know it is on the NFL.
0: That tick of the week, just a real quick, brief one. Fuck you, DraftKings. I'm still gonna continue to use you all the time and every day. But fuck you for putting these promo and profit boosts up, plus 150, plus 100 on these Monday night games. I know you're literally just you're dangling a dollar over my fucking mouth and telling me to grab it, and then when I reach up, you're just pulling it away. Damn. Of course, you told Matthew Wright to miss his field goal. Damn. I guarantee it. And Clyde edwards lair anytime touchdown boost. And you get them tackled at the half yard line, fucking twice. I know you can't control that, but I feel like you're just playing with me, DraftKings. Damn, DraftKings, fuck you. Are I they, know you uh, rig the games with the NFL. Are they Are they,
1: they, they looping DraftKings. up your asshole before they fuck you at least, or is it just like,
0: dry? No, they don't loop. No loop. Damn. They don't even tell me they're about to do it.
1: Damn, that's so rude.
0: Oh, I it's illegal, but I'm not going to follow a complaint, all
1: right? Yeah, because you love DraftKings, and so do I. So, um, guys, once again, check out our social medias, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. We are positive gambling this month in Twitter so far. We are going to keep riding that train forward. Um, obviously, me and Noah have a good couple good beats for this weekend. Hopefully, we can keep winning you guys money. Noah, close us out. Yeah.
0: We just thank and appreciate every single one of you for listening to the podcast we will get the audio right next week stay tuned for our instagram posts uh our bets and as well as that our sticky six will be out again this weekend so thank you guys much love have a good weekend